0: Glory to God. What a beautiful service. Hallelujah. The presence of God is so rich. I thought as we were praying for people and even the prayer behind the service, before the service, I thought, wow, I can hardly stand now, let alone stand and preach the word. (laughs) I'm going to preach from a little of um, Genesis and revelation, but relax. I'm not preaching the whole Bible. (laughs) And history, many ways, it repeats itself over and over again. And the title of my message is God Will Do It Again. Sin shut a door just shortly after creation. But you know, love Opens a door. And it opens a door for all who will respond to the call of that wonderful name of Jesus. The King is coming soon. So we have to be alive, church, and active. There's there's no days that that we should waste at all, or hours that we should waste. You know, we can get so caught up sometimes in this world and, and you know, in God's perspective, it's like when we look down on ants running around trying to build their homes, carry food, and then, you know, they, they'll be stumbling things that they, they, they have to get around or things try and attack them and they'll all gather around to try and help one another. And that's how the church should be—that we're removing the blockages together in the power of God, so that God's will will be done on the earth as it is in heaven, and heaven's coming soon. Oh, Amen. Pastor Anne gave us some facts the other week, at, and about the whole universe. And you know, we have to be thinking heavenward we have to think about the greater things not the mundane things of life day in day out yes there will be problems because the door of sin was opened there will be sickness there will be things that happen that we don't like you know there there will be things that we have to come against but our God is faithful. He is mighty. He is strong. His arm is offered out to us today. He is our helper in time of need. I'm not saying that you you don't have to think about these things. And and we have to think about the things of the world while we're in it. We have to think about where we're going to live and, and, and different situations and about our families and, and if we've got a sickness or a relative that's sick, we have these things to think about and pray about. But, you know, overall, let it says in, in the New Testament, let God's mind be in you, the mind of Christ be in us, so that our hope is for heaven and home. This world is, we're just pilgrims as believers. We're just pilgrims traveling through. So don't let your problems overwhelm you. That's my uh, introduction. (laughs) And uh, I'll try and go fast because I know time is short this morning. Do we still finish at 12? (laughs) (laughs) He's a man of faith. Today's scripture, then, is Genesis 1, 1 to 2. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. But the Spirit of God was there, was hovering, hovering over the face of the waters. And, you know, God created, to begin with, it was a perfect world. Everything God does is perfect. It's mankind that messes it all up, isn't it? It's us that make the mistakes. I wanted to preach about something else today, and a couple of days ago God changed it. So I was typing like mad till midnight last night. <laughs> and so I know it's God's word. I've had it, I've had it confirmed before the service, through the service, time and time again. I know this is the word of the Lord for you today. And and in this creation story, we get a wonderful glimpse of a leader's meeting. Excuse me, I'm not being irreverent. But in Genesis 1, was skipping over to there, In 26 and 27, it said, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image.'" Sorry, sorry, I've jumped ahead in my notes somewhere there. (laughs) I, I think I got one of my headings wrong. But, you know, God got together, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Who else could he have been speaking of when he said, Let us make man in our own image and and they decided to, to yes i i got it it's okay that he said that was it let us make them in our image after our likeness and they were perfect you know the glory of god shone and and god made he he, he made mankind to look after the creation and the to to tend the garden and to look after the animals and and to to just do all these things, and everything was so beautiful in and we can't doubt you know that Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God they were all all involved in creation. In John 1, 1 to 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And verse 14, it says, And the Word, Jesus, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He was there in the beginning. Jesus was there. The the Spirit was hovering we know the Holy Spirit was there. I believe that God had the idea. And then Jesus spoke the word, because he is the word. And then the Holy Spirit, by the power there, created. You know, God is one. We believe in the Trinity, don't we, in this church? Three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And we see them at work today. And even though everything would make us disappointed today. Do you know when we have problems, we all say, what if? What if this? What if only? Do you think God said that? If only I had not created them. But he knows everything. He knew he already had a plan. He already had purposes that we're going, nothing can stop the purposes of God coming to pass. You have God's purposes, you that fully trust in the Lord, and this is what it's all about today, trust and obedience. And when we trust in the Lord and we're obedient to his word, there is absolutely nothing that can stop the will of God in your life. And, and pray and believe for your families because it says when someone loves the Lord in their household, whether their husband or, or wife is unsaved, he says the household will be blessed. And as you keep praying, they come in further and further into the kingdom and your families too. So keep believing. So God created in his own image. Genesis one twenty seven. in the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. He wanted them to rule over the earth and the animal kingdom. He says, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens and over everything that moves on the earth. So we see, in, and, and there's more details in Genesis 2 of, Ad, of God creating Adam from the dust of the ground. And then it says in Genesis 2 that he planted, and uh, he it, it says in, in verse 9, he says, "...out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up." Every tree that is pleasant for the sight and good for food, God created in a wonderful way. And, uh, you know, he He created man from dust. He created Ad, Eve, the woman from the rib, one of the ribs of Adam. God can do anything if we believe do If we really believe this, if, if you need sight in your eyes, if you need your ears to be open, there is nothing that God cannot do. Let's say it together. There is nothing that my God cannot do. There's nothing that my God cannot do. Amen. Let's really get it in our systems today. And they came a challenge, you see, because when God had put this, the trees to meet all their needs, and in those days the animals, he had green. It said green trees for the animals, and they were nourished by those, okay? And, and everything was there for their good. But then you see, Adam, he didn't know about sin. He didn't know that sin caused death. He'd never heard of such a thing as death. So Adam had to trust the words when God spoke to him and he gave them this challenge. And it says in chapter 2, verse 16 to 17, "'And the Lord commanded the man, saying,' You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. We know this story well. But I thought, you know, sometimes we miss some of the details and sometimes it's good to look because the word, it's the depths in the word we miss quite a lot sometimes. And it says that uh, he commanded him, the Lord commanded him, You know, some things in Scripture, God may say, this is good if you believe this, or, you know, some things are good, some things are right, some things are honorable, and and we do kind things. But then we cross some, we come across some Scriptures that you know that you have to do this, and that it's a commandment. And God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You know, in when we go to, to Revelation, the tree of life is there. When the new Jerusalem comes and the heaven and earth are passed away and behold, all things are new, we won't need the tree of knowledge because God is all-knowing and we, when we're there with him, residing forevermore together with him, oh amen, then we will know these things. We will know, but then... there's a tree there, and it's the tree of life. Have you seen about the tree in Revelation? That's why it's there, because we're going to have eternal life. Never, never die, no sickness. I'm going to read it to you. I don't, you know, let's just go for it. (laughs) I'm like this, I don't. I I just, you know, we'll catch up on my notes. But I, I think I need to read this. I came without my glasses too. Revelation 1. Sorry, Revel- we were in Genesis 1. We're in now. Revelation 21. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll have to have a drink. <laughs> Bless the Lord. I, I, I know I'm okay. Thank you. Then I saw, I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> then I then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. Thank God that the first heaven and earth had passed away because goodness me, what we see in this world now it makes us tremble doesn't it i don't know how people face getting up every morning without their hope in god those who are lost you know they ju- i think people just bury their worries and their worst concerns but you know all down history nations have risen and nations have fallen And the world is in such a mess and nations are divided. Do you know that's why it says there's no more sea in Revelation? We don't need the barriers of the seas in Revelation. There will be wonderful, wonderful love and unity. Glory to God. We need sea uh, to you know, and the atmosphere to help us breathe now. But breath of God will be in us then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There'll be no night there. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We won't need rest, I don't think. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. It's going to be so good. You know, when you look at, at Adam and Eve, in that, and we'll continue in, in Revelation in a, in a minute or two. But you know, when you, you see how everything was, it was so perfect. And you know, people say they, they kind of give an illustration of a perfect marriage. And they will say, you know, it's like a triangle. Can you imagine that? It's like a triangle. And God is at the top. Then a triangle comes down and there's a base. And on one corner is man, on the other is woman, man and wife, with God in the middle. God is the center. And that's how God intended. And it was in Genesis that he talked about families. And, and, you know, and, and he talked about these things and gave instructions. And... Everything was so beautiful in that garden. Can you imagine walking through a beautiful place called Eden with birds singing? We look at the birds singing and coming on our feeder outside our bedroom window, or if we're in the conservatory, we, we watch them. And we even had a pheasant come in our garden the other morning, there was a pheasant eating the seeds what the birds were dropping from their feeder it was beautiful, you know we were there watching and and they didn't know because we were behind the window and and so beautiful God's creation he created it so that we could have a glimpse of his beauty of heaven's beauty, that's why. There's still beauty left in the earth, so mankind will will wake up and think, who could have possibly fit all this together so perfectly? You know, we, you see animals cry, you see elephants tears when their one of their babies dies. I looked the other day; there was a a woman had brought a shell a dog out of a shelter. I think it was a spaniel like ours. And she was hugging the spaniel. She'd brought it not out of a shelter, out of a slaughterhouse. I think they only have illegal slaughterhouses here in England, I'm sure. And do you know, this This poor little dog had seen its brother being slaughtered. And there was tears in the dog's eyes. Doesn't that make you sad? Sin wrecked this earth that God wanted to be beautiful. We need to weep about sin more often. We need to weep for unrighteousness. We need to weep for terrorists. Don't you think that, that the Hamas in Israel, don't you think that God looks at all those young men creating all these evil things as well as the people that they do it to? And we can cry about that. But you know, God's heart will be in sorrow at the people who are doing these evil. When he's there, he he sent his son to die so that they needn't live like that. They needn't be into these regimes and, and domineered by Satan. Adam had to trust God's words. He had no knowledge about death. You know, trust... And obedience. While while trust and obedience continued in the garden, everything continued in a perfect way. And that's what God asks of each one of us today. Trust and obedience. If we trust, if we only trust Him and obey Him, and not grieve the Spirit of God. It says, don't grieve. The Holy Spirit in the Word, doesn't it? Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Disobedience to God's Word opened the doorway to sin. Adam and Eve, you know, I, I, time's short. I'm not going to read all the scriptures because you know it's well, but I'm just going to remind us very briefly. They, Adam and Eve, realized something had changed when they heard God calling to them in the garden and they wanted to hide themselves, it says suddenly they became aware of their nakedness. So they had shame. And it it wasn't their nakedness in one way. It was the shame of sin. They had the knowledge now. You know, God had commanded Adam clearly, but then the Satan came and beguiled her and said, God surely said. And you know, when she took that fruit and she stood, he said, Adam stood. He was stood at the side of her, it says in the scriptures. He stood at the side of her, but he didn't open his mouth. He didn't say against the serpent he didn't say but God said he didn't say to his wife but God said he didn't speak and he didn't speak because he was thinking this is so beautiful this is marvelous I love I love this woman I want to stay with this woman I don't want to leave her if she eats this fruit, she's going to become different and then we'll be separated. I think I—I. there may have been all kinds of thoughts that went through his mind, but something stopped him thinking. I think Satan beguiled his mind while he was beguiling Eve with his words. And sin, the door was open to sin. It says, you know, there's when God opens a door, no man can shut it. And that's true. And, and God shut the doorway of sin. He shut it, or he's going to shut it <laughs> very soon. And he sent his son so that we could be redeemed. Sin shortened man's span of years. Around Adam's time, Adam lived to I think 930 years. Noah lived to 950 years. I think that when God created Adam, he was probably about 100 years old, because that would be the peak of a, ma- a mi- peak of a man is supposed to be in his 30s these days. But I believe back then it was about a hundred you if you read genesis 5 and you look at the genealogy and and about when seth was born and and it's very interesting it really made me think because we tend to think that was old but then he'd got all those years you know to have a have their sons <laughs> you see we lo- we look at Everything, don't we? Even the word of God with the natural mind. But God wants to open our minds up. God wants to do something in each of us. I know He's working in us. He's working in us individually. He's working in the pastors and the elders. He's working in us because God wants to reveal more and more of His glory. He wants to do the miracles of healing. He wants us to rise up, church, to his level, that our faith will arise in God. Back to Revelation, and then I'm done. (laughs) I just am reading this. Why should I speak it, you know, when the scriptures say it so much better? Revelation 21, verse 2 says, And I saw... The holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Oh, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. You know, we're waiting for the rapture now, but one day we're going to come back. We're going to come back. Are we, this city, this city of God's, it's in heaven now, but it's going to come on the earth. There's going to be no walls in it. Oh, hallelujah. And, and and God will be in it. Oh, just like when Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the day and God spoke to them. God, we're going to live with him. We truly are. We will know him. We'll be able to walk with Jesus. Oh, we'll be able to ask... Uh, Abraham, you know, and then we can go and tell Adam off and said, If only you ye... <laughs> if <laughs> I'm sorry I pointed at you. <laughs> but but he said, If only <laughs> Oh, let's read on a little bit, shall we? And I heard a voice in verse three, a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, The dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. Take this home with you, friends, and they will be my people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning oh, no crying, no pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Doesn't the little things that we have wrong with our bodies even seem small at the side of God's word and eternity? And he said, Write this down, for these words are true, trustworthy, trustworthy, and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So this is the end today. Thank you. Amen. Let's keep looking up and not down at our problems. Amen.